Hello, welcome to. <laughs> it, it's, it's a death battle. Yes! 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 He fucked it up Dude, immediately. Best but it's fine. Intro to oh, death metal. Really. The death metal ever. cast. Yeah. Um, um, I'm Ben. I'm still recovering from being hella sick. Uh, but doing okay. How, how are you guys? Oh, God. Uh, oh, hello. No. Welcome <sighs> to my esteemed panel of. What are you oh, doing? You're not, you're, not, you're not guests. Um, like, yeah. we have one guest, but you guys are regulars. So, uh, my Steam panel, yeah. regulars and one guest. Let's do it quick. Hey, I'm Chad of Blue Boomstick. Hey, I'm Andrew. I'm a sound designer and formerly cool guy. Formerly <laughs> cool. Formally. I like that. I'm He's Sam. Already... I also am a formerly cool guy. That's, <laughs> we we met in cool school. Yeah. We both flunked. It was tough. Yeah. <laughs> it, it ends today. He's yeah. just preparing himself. Gotcha. No, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> well, quick, Although, there's you. leather on my jacket, which helps. There you go. <laughs> thank you to our sponsors for this week's episode. Audible. And Quip, longtime sponsors uh, of I'm us, which is awesome. Still laughing at the cough. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that was actually not intentional. I know. I, I saw it. I, I was, saw. It. I was <laughs> thinking about up. doing it, and then I was like, "No, nah, I won't do it." And then it just naturally happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you haven't seen, we just released a new episode of Death Battle: Ben Ten versus Green Lantern. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit. Um, Andrew, it's great to have you. We've, I don't Thank think you. we've ever had you on the cast before. Nope, first um, time. So, and, and as he My said, Andrew uh, is a sound designer, so he did some of the uh, audio mix for uh, this episode, which uh, came out fucking awesome, I think. Yep. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and, and so we've been working with you for a little while. Uh, how many death battles have you worked on at this point? Um, let's see. I did uh, Warrior vs. DDD. I did uh, Shazam versus Marvel, so I guess three at this point. Is your third one? Yeah, cool. working cool, on cool, cool, um, cool. a fourth one now. So yeah, the good job. We did not do. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a little tense. Like, <laughs> and blank. Oh no! <laughs> well, we have announced the next one. I, I'm getting so lost on which one's announced because, like, we're done writing eleven. So yeah, we're this really was, far this ahead. This was we, six, right? So it's like I don't know which one's next. Like I just know we wrote. There's like uh, five that are finished. So, so just so that it, yeah. we don't like go into some downward spiral. The next one we just announced was Weiss versus Mitsuru. Okay, like, great. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Like, well, no, it's crazy. This is the most ahead we've ever been uh, mm -hmm. on the show, and it's just been insane. Like because we've had so many scripts to voice, and we've been so far ahead. There are times that we voiced a script. That was ahead of it was like then one after the next one yeah. before we verse the next it was like so yeah I'm in the same boat I'm just like all right let me make sure <laughs> it's, it's yeah. yeah it's really nice having like a dedicated team who everybody knows what they're doing yep. like Death Battle is such a weird complicated show that uh, before we joined Rooster Teeth um, it was just like this it was chaos putting a single episode together there's so many elements that go into it and, and so many things that could easily go wrong very quickly. Uh, so having just like a very, very tiny team on it, it's really hard to pull off. Yep. Uh, that's why you'll see a lot of there, – there are plenty of other like YouTube channels out there who try to do something similar to Death Battle, and some of them succeed and do very well, and others like start, and then they just kind of have to stop mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. It's yep. really hard to do something like this, and I absolutely commend every smaller YouTube channel that makes something like this with a very small team because – that's where we used to be and it for was, a long time. And it sucked. <laughs> I know that pain. I know how difficult it is. So good on you guys for really sticking to it and making it work. It's really awesome. Yeah, and now we get to do things like not only has like our writing team expanded, which has been super helpful, but now we have actual like professional sound designers <laughs> working yes. on our stuff as opposed to like <laughs> grab Google video game sound <laughs> or like the game sounds forcing yeah. Noel to work on it because it's like Noel, we just need sound design. Right. Please help us. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah. So thank you, uh, Andrew, for for making it sound awesome. Uh, let's actually talk about that process for a little bit. Just a heads up: we are going to spoil Ben Ten versus Green Lantern. We're going to be talking about the episode in depth. Um, normally, what we do at this about this point is like a Q and A session, and we take like uh, questions from comments and stuff kind of answer them. Uh, I kind of wanted to change that a little bit because we have changed Death Battle Cast's release schedule. We're now recording this the day after it comes out, but it's still first exclusive right now. So we're actually going to do Q&A next week. I also want to check in with the writer before we do all this um, and make sure that we're getting all the questions correct and, and we can really get into the meat of the questions rather than having to like put something together real fast. Uh, so we'll get into Q&A next week. Uh, today I really wanted to just talk about kind of some of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, and I know 
some of us really want to talk about Game of Thrones, so we'll get to that as well. But that'll be at the end of the show. Yeah, uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're not, mix we're, some things we're just mixing everything up. Andrew's yeah. here, and he screwed up the whole process. So we're not gonna answer any <laughs> questions. Uh, we're My gonna bad. be doing the community death battle before we talk about Game of Thrones, in case you don't want to have any spoilers. Yes. So it's gonna be a whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll do Q and A next week. So if you're curious about that, that's why we're not going into questions right now. Um, but uh, making this episode. So first of all. Uh, ben 10 versus Green Lantern is not the number one suggested matchup for Ben 10, which is usually not what we do. We usually right. do go for the number one suggestion. But the number one suggestion for Ben 10 was Beast Boy. Who was is, it? I thought it was Danny Phantom. It's Beast Boy and Danny Phantom. Mm -hmm. He was like number two, I think. Uh, or maybe kind of tied with Green Lantern. It was somewhere around those lines. Um, I feel like it's all, either way, it's green. Like green yeah. is the color. They're just like, so many fights well, are dependent on like, well, they're the same color, so they should battle. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> well, Beast Boy does have the transformations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Beast Boy transforms into normal fucking animals <laughs> while Ben 10 is transforming into crazy aliens. Like, so the vast ben majority. Just destroy. Absolutely. That's a Beast Boy stands fight. no yeah. fucking chance. And it just wouldn't be an interesting fight. Like, it might be fun to watch them transform every so often, uh, like the first half of the fight or whatever. But as soon as Ben pulls out one of his stronger aliens, it's like, well, it's over. Yeah. There's no tension. It's right. no question. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Danny Phantom versus Ben, I get that they're from Cartoon Network, kind of similar eras. I don't think it's an interesting matchup. They just don't really like compare to each other in terms of abilities. There's nothing really there that we could like uh, uh, compare too much. Like, sure, maybe there are some aliens, some very specific aliens that would be interesting to fight uh, a ghost. But Ben 10 as a whole, not really. But also, that's also super weird. Just like, we have a ghost in Death Battle. Like, you know, like, how do you find a ghost? Well, <laughs> like, no. I, I do want to bring Danny we, Phantom yeah. in. I mean, we've never had a ghost before. Uh, we've had people who can turn into spirits like uh, Dr. Fate mm -hmm. um, and, and uh, yeah. uh, Stephen Strange. But, okay. um, uh, like, what, what were you going to do, like Casper? Like Casper <laughs> right? <laughs> Boo? <laughs> like, Boo seems like a good one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Ichigo is technically kind of kind a of a ghost. spirit. Yeah. He's a spirit. He, well, again, he can he's a physical body, and then he can become right. spiritual being <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but I, and I guess Danny Phantom is technically the same thing. He's mm. just a normal kid who can turn into a ghost when he wants to. So uh, anyway, Casper <laughs> versus Danny Phantom coming, coming next soon. to Death Battle. Can that be our nice. community death battle, please? Uh, I'm down for that. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's why we ended up going with Green Lantern. Felt like it might be a more interesting matchup. Spoilers. Green Lantern does win. Um, I know that DC has had kind of an intense streak on Death Battle lately. It's because we're owned by Warner now. Yeah, definitely. Even though this actually started like before <laughs> the big... <laughs> the, the streak technically started before the Warner like started rearranging or whatever. No, so... Uh, this is not intentional, and, and anybody who's watched us, you know, for any period of time knows that we don't stack fights right. in a way to try to create streaks or whatever. I thought, I legitimately thought when we were uh, setting this episode up that this would be the end of it. Like, oh, I finally, thought, I, you know, I Ben Ten so is going to win, and then uh, Greenland, <laughs> the DC streaks ended. Finally, really, let's do it this. It really boils down to like. DC, not all of DC is bad writing, but most characters have incidents, instances of very, very poor writing, like when Green Lantern has more willpower than willpower itself. Like, <laughs> that is stupid fucking writing. And, like, you write dumb shit like that, and your characters become, like, unhinged, and that's kind of boring. Like The, the way I look at it is DC is famous for having a, a, a multiple events called crises, right? Crisis on Infinite Earth. Uh, but DC itself also went through its own crisis where Marvel came onto the scene and did amazingly well with characters that were more human. Right. And so DC thought, fuck, we got to change everything and started trying to rewrite all this shit. And everything got confusing and weird and didn't make any sense. Um, so a lot of these like crazy superpowers either come from like old, old comics where they're all like gods or from the time periods where they were trying to change everything because Marvel was doing so much better than them uh, and they just couldn't figure it out. And then, of course, New 52 has happened and that was total shit show that they ended <laughs> up rebooting it just like six years later or whatever. What's great is Ben's a huge DC fan. <laughs> so like, kind of like I, I... Well, there are really good DC characters, not, I, Bat or not Superman, but Batman is pretty good in like... 
Wonder Woman's a great character. Mm -hmm. And even though she's a little unhinged and silly, like she's still grounded a lot of the time. And like her most recent arcs have been well written, in my opinion. But then you have, you know, a lot of other characters. Like I guess New Shazam's pretty okay. (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot though where you're just like, wait, why is this a thing? Like Green Lantern is kind of stupid. I don't like. I've, how that's I've never been able to really get into the Green Lantern story. Yeah, like the, and there's so much yeah. stuff with the emotional color spectrum and shit. And like, there's just all these <laughs> things where I'm just like, it's too much. Like almost like high fantasy shit playing into it at times. And you're just like, okay, like, like I don't, cosmic fantasy. Thing. Yeah, cosmic yeah. fantasy. A lot of and that. you're just like, come on now. Like, yeah, I don't. It, I don't it need gets any of this. like every character in Post Crisis has some kind of force that they tap into yeah uh, like yeah. the green the blue the clear yeah the gray <laughs> in like uh, the speed speed force. Force. <laughs> yeah. everybody's got it except well, for wonder woman i think like all, yeah and all those characters are the ones like i kind of don't care for because they're just ungrounded and it's like you have people like batman it's like oh cool he could die like yeah he's insane but he could die and he's not like he doesn't always win or always have a trump card like yeah he's all, pretty much always got a gadget but like it adds up it's also both sides though because you're like Oh, that person always like prevails, but then like when they do get like hit by something or shot by something, you're like, that's bullshit because I know what they're capable of and they yeah. will never yeah. hit them. <laughs> Ga- gaming, <laughs> gaming news guy in the chat mentions John Constantine is the best DC character. Constantine is awesome. That that's Dude. when you say I'm a DC fan, no. I am kind of a select DC fan. There are some characters that DC has that are just phenomenal. Mm. Uh, Batman, of course, is yeah. the easy one yeah. to to lean to, but like John Constantine is fantastic. Wonder Woman is fantastic, um, but then. Compared to Marvel, they have a very small selection of really cool characters. Whereas Marvel, you can just kind of throw a stone into the pond. And You'll probably hit a really cool character. Yeah. You like, can also, there's a handful of stupid ones. Like, Scarlet Witch is a piece of shit character. <laughs> <laughs> like, Scarlet Witch trivializes uh, literally every word you read in a Marvel comic book. And that maybe. Is it depends like, on the story. And again, this very much goes like Superman is sometimes the best character, sometimes the worst character. Okay. Depends yeah. on the writer. Uh, a lot of times these writers don't know what to do with the characters because it's been around for decades upon decades so a lot of them try something new and oftentimes it falls flat sometimes it's really cool though uh you know it's it's very hit or miss which is why it's it's hard for me to subscribe to comic books because i feel like there's more misses than hits generally like in big comic book series Mm. um but uh you know when a good story comes out like gotta recognize that yeah but either way um, back to the death battle at hand. <laughs> uh, Andrew, we've got you here. Let's talk a little bit about what you do. So uh, can you kind of cover what you do for death battle and Rooster Teeth as a whole? Uh, yeah, I do all of the uh, sound design, sound effects, uh, editing for uh, death battle, Ruby, a bunch of different shows. Um, mostly I'm just trying to figure out how to make the sounds that you see on or the stuff you see on screen come to life in terms of sound. Um I typically try to make stuff from the ground up, scratch. Um, I do a lot. With Death Battle, I've been doing a lot of uh, synthesis, which is super fun because it's literally just your imagination and the tool that you're using. Uh, so I've been using a lot of that for and like Foley. energy sounds. Yeah. Well, Foley. <laughs> so Foley is an interesting thing because uh, for the most part, it's perform recording. So mm-hmm. you'll see something happen on screen and then you do it. You're supposed to be doing it like in time and they'll mm-hmm. like have cues that they set up where it's like beep, beep, beep. And then you do your thing. Um, for the most part, we edit that together in post. Mm-hmm. Um, but every now and again, we get a chance to do some real Foley, which is, which is super neat. And I think, makes it more detailed and lively and uh, feels more attuned to the project. For Death Battle specifically, it's a little unique to Mm -hmm. uh, some of the other projects you do for Rooster Teeth in that we are using characters that have uh, what's referred to as canon sounds Mm -hmm. or that they have certain sound effects that are already associated with them that we need to include. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like the Spider-Man Thwip or with Ben 10, he's got the Omnitrix sound effects. Like, you can't not have the sound effect for the Omnitrix, right? Right. Um, So how do you go about kind of incorporating those with, like, the custom stuff that you make? Sometimes it's just a matter of, like, literally using the sound. You know, we'll find it and and use it and and maybe add something on top of that to make it, like, cooler. But for the most part, you have to be true to what what the original sound was. And honestly, like, even when I – even when I can't just – copy it per se i try to like recreate it and make it feel like that sound um and i did a lot of that with uh 
with Green Lantern. Um, a lot of his stuff is very lasery sounding, so yeah. I incorporated a lot of lasers into it. Um, there's a lot of like uh, white noise filtered stuff that kind of made like a spacey sort of energy sound because uh, that's just what Green Lantern is. He's just, you know outer space like that's the whole thing. Cosmic kind Cosmic, of thing. Yeah. Yes. saying yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of what was fun about working on Death Battles was trying to recreate these you know classic legendary sounds mm. made by super talented guys way back in the day. Um, and even upgrade them in some cases. That's cool. Uh, what was your favorite sound you've done so far? <laughs> <laughs> um, Probably Warrior vs. DV, right? Yeah. <laughs> the the fart nuclear explosion was actually kind of fun to work on. <laughs> that, oh my God, that death battle, I the notes that you gave me on the death battle, 90% 90 of them were just, add more fart, please. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. More fart, please. And I'm like... Yeah, okay. I've, I've never <laughs> had to write that note before in my life. But I, I didn't. I don't think I had a lot of notes for that one, but I do remember like the last note on the entire thing was that big explosion, and my note was just add more fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bring out the fart a little bit more. Let, let explosion, more fart. <laughs> yeah. I always feel so bad whenever we have like an obnoxious sound, just thinking about the fact that like you have to hear it like a thousand times over in your head and over. over and over again and keep <laughs> tweaking it like i felt so bad for um so you know jake over uh in live yeah, action. yeah yeah he did our the sound design for our live action uh, nightwing daredevil mm. and we have the part where the like the uh, sonar batarang goes off and it's just the most obnoxious sound and i was like dude <laughs> like he's like i went home with such a headache <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I think about that now with the fart sounds, dude. You just yeah. hear, like, anything gross or obnoxious, like oh, it, man. it always takes the longest too. Like those are always the sounds you have to spend the most time on. And it's like, all right, this is the hundred uh, thousandth time I've had to listen to this sound. Uh. Yeah, for the for the sonic battering or the sonic uh, wingding. Yeah, that's in right. that one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I remember him talking about like how he had to go through multiple passes because he created that sound with like a a bunch of different effects together. I think there's like a whale call in there even. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, he had to create the sound effect and start like rebuilding it over and over <laughs> and over. Test it. Does it sound annoying, but also not annoying that's going to like cause people to turn the video off? Right. Uh, does it sound <laughs> like a sonic balance. thing that's going to like destroy the character's brain, but not the viewer's brain? Right. You know, there's so many things that have to go you into to it. Come closer. And, yeah. Ah, gotcha. He, uh, by the time Should he was this. done with it, he's, he's <laughs> listened to that thing like a million times, which... Yep. Fucking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but it turned out great, and uh, like I was saying, I really really enjoyed how uh, Ben Ten Green Lantern the sound design came out for that. Uh, mm -hmm. And you also work with Philip and Chris on yep. that, who have been working with us for a while as well. Yeah, they're which, great. Do you, it's phenomenal working with an actual audio team, dude. No, knowing that just like tell me a, about it. A little over a year ago, <laughs> we were not. We were yeah. just struggling it to put this all together ourselves. Too. Like really? I never yes. noticed how much like that real professional like sound polish like what it does for an episode mm -hmm. until like we had some real i was always like yeah our sound design is pretty good and then we had i think that chris did the first death battle like per super professionally like when we moved here and i was like oh shit our <laughs> sound design's been bad for so long <laughs> so much better like it was i mean we had a hu huge jump just when noel would do yeah, his passes yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. then yeah now it's Having actual professionals is great. And, yeah. and like the amount of stuff, like I remember we were in the the little like editorial room for one fight. It was something about mm. like rocks breaking. The layers. And Philip was with us, and he was like, "Let me get some broken rock noises." And he had this like folder of just like boulders cracking and stuff. And he was just like, he threw like three noises together and made this really cool crunchy like rock broken <laughs> noise. And I was like, "Wow, that was like I don't even know what you did, but that was sweet as hell. Like you just made like this custom." concrete crack noise and it yeah. was so perfect I was well, like, jesus it's also sometimes so staggering to see just how many layers can be on some sound effects yeah like we were doing uh this was after samurai versus samurai jack and philip was working on that and i remember we're in the booth for review for the sound pass and i like had one note on one sound and like I wanted it to sound a little different or something. And I remember him going back. He's like, okay, so that's here on the timeline. And there's just like a bajillion layers <laughs> of the things that have come together to make this sound. And it's yeah. just like, man, it's crazy to like, you don't think about that. You know? Yeah. You don't even hear it really. It's just right. like all, if you do it right, it's all one sound, but right. it's like all those little details kind of make it interesting. Right. Yeah. Like how many effects do you put into one sound typically? Like it, it, there's a single sound effect that happens on screen. What goes into making that sound effect? 
Uh, it depends. It could be like three sounds. If you find the right thing, it, it could be like three sounds. Uh, sometimes it's got to be a little more complicated than that. Sometimes you're building, it's like, you know, constructing a building. Essentially, you got to have the foundation. You got to have like the bricks. You got to have the roof, <laughs> um, which basically is essentially your low end, your mid and your high. Um, mm-hmm. That's like the biggest thing with layering is a lot of times you'll have a sound that's great, super heavy low end but you just got to have that like mid and high to kind of fill it out. Um, so that's where layering helps a lot. What's the most layers you've ever done on the sound? <sighs> most layers. I think I've hit close to like 40 on one particular sound, but <laughs> oh like gosh. scenes go as deep as like a hundred sometimes. Yeah. It's like insane how much you have to do that. <laughs> it's it's pretty wild. That's crazy. I, and I want to talk about like, that that's, as the outside you know person who doesn't do sound design, you just, you just hear like, Oh, it's a punch sound, right? You just, there it is. There's yeah. the sound. And then like seeing everything that goes into that and what you guys do is crazy. Well, uh, I'll tell you that our secret our secret weapon is a file called Impact Rock Large. <laughs> and it's just it's a rock impact, but you can like cut off little pieces of it and it just has like every it has everything. It has the hard hittingness, it has like kind of the tail. It's we use it a lot. So you just <laughs> layer that with any kind of impact sound. Yeah, it just pretty helps much. Make it feel better yeah like punches punches is actually just a giant boulder <laughs> mm-hmm. nice well like indiana jones is famous for incorporating gunshot sounds and mm-hmm. punches like every 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 uh piece of media has like a new idea or a different way of like showcasing different sounds it's really neat to really like yeah. dig into what exactly is going into that sound you think that's a punch it's actually a rock falling down but it sounds, sounds like, like a, a cool pu- punch yeah. Yeah. which yeah indiana jones is like that's been burnt he's a He's a legend, dude. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's like the grandfather. They call him the grandfather of sound design. Star uh, Wars as well. Yeah, yeah Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, but Indiana Jones as well. I mean, like those those punches hit so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They hit so hard. That yeah. man, and the, I, I I remember one that really stood out for me. Was, did you ever play the new Killer Instinct? Oh, uh, I haven't. Dude, I haven't. it has the just the meatiest yeah. like, punch sound effects. Like when you're playing, like I remember that jumped out to me. Just like wow, like that it's done so well. It just really makes you feel like you're just beating the hell out of somebody. Dude, don't sleep on those game sound designers. Like there, mm-hmm. there's some games that come out. I'm like, damn man, these guys are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, just to kind of wrap this up before going into uh, our next segment, is there any one thing about sound design that you don't think uh, that you'd like to mention or talk about? that you don't think is really brought up all that much? Um, I, budget? <laughs> <laughs> don't, seriously, like, if there's something I could tell to any filmmaker out there, please just, like, consider sound. Get, give us a good budget, and it'll help your project so much. <laughs> like you see you guys are often the last thing is thought about when when you're doing the budget. And they're like, and it, whatever yeah. sound design only needs, like, a grand, right? Yeah, you know, or we're, we're the last in the chain... Like production wise, we're also the last in the chain in budget consideration. I think mm. it's it's a damn shame. <laughs> <laughs> keep the keep the audio team in mind when you plan your budget. Yeah. That's All right. We're talking about how it's so nice having the expanded team, but we pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's we'll make true. it worth every penny. Yeah. All right, Chad, you want to talk about our yeah, first sponsor of the day? Speaking of sound and things to listen to, I have been waiting for Audible to sponsor us again. They were one of our really early sponsors in Death Battle, and they are a product that I believe in so, so much. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Audible. Uh, So if you don't know, uh, Audible is an app that lets you listen to audiobooks and so much more. Um, So, Because right now, members are getting even more than ever before. Uh, You get to choose three titles every month. That's one audiobook plus two uh, Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Um, members also have access, uh, unlimited access to more than a hundred, uh, audio guide, guided fitness and meditation programs. Uh, audible members can also get free access to the New York times, wall street journal and Washington post, which is delivered daily to the audible app. Um, they also offer free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits that you can roll over for a year, uh, and a library that will keep you even, uh, you can keep even if you cancel. So here's the deal. I literally signed up for Audible way back when they sponsored Death Battle, and I've had it ever since. Uh, my Audible account has, I think, like f- over five months of listening time, and it's been super convenient for me because uh, I'm a huge uh, fantasy nerd. And I love to read fantasy novels, and I found just like as life got busy, I didn't have a chance to sit down and read uh, that much anymore. 
And that is when I fell in love with Audible because I use it like when I'm doing chores, I use it when I'm driving uh, so I can listen to all these different books. And I have just machined through so many series uh, that I've, uh, you know, kind of was on my list to tackle. And it's been super great. Also, I don't know if you guys have trouble sleeping. I found it super helpful for me uh, to just, you know, pop in like one ear, one uh, headphone, and then I just use it as I'm going to sleep. It helps turn my brain off. Uh, and it's great. So, um, I highly encourage you guys to go try this because uh, I would love for them to keep sponsoring the cast because I love this product. Um, so you guys can start listening with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Uh, so visit audible.com slash dbcast or text dbcast to 500-500. Again, that's audible.com slash dbcast or text dbcast to 500-500. I'm going to give you a recommendation right now. I'm a huge Brandon Sanderson fan. Uh, go pick up The Way of Kings, the first book in the Stormlight Archive. I have a tattoo literally from it because I love it so much. You will not be disappointed. Uh, and also the narration is incredible. Uh, Audible has a whole list of just really incredible narrators. And that one's done by Michael Kramer and Kate Reading. Um, so, yeah, go. Sign up. Do it. You won't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Audible. Yeah. Again, yeah, longtime sponsor of the show, which is great. Um, all right. So, again, a little bit out of order. We are going right now into the community death battle. So this one is for Final Fantasy characters, uh, Cloud versus Noctis. And as always, with the community death battle, we leave it up to you guys. So let us know who you think should win and why using hashtag deathbattlecast on Twitter. And so we have an answer for Cloud from Jason Sith. And he says, Cloud defeated Sephiroth, who launches Supernova at 3.1 mega foe with, combat, with a combat speed of 7.5 trillion times the speed of light. Uh, <laughs> this is from Sephiroth versus Virgil, yep. apparently. Uh, I don't honestly remember exact numbers from that episode, but I'll, I'll trust him that he's, <laughs> yeah. that he, that he's got the right numbers. Um, he's much stronger than Noctis, who defeats Royal Arms at 12 teratons uh, TNT and, and Mach 538. Cloud's win is undeniable. So this guy... He's very confident. Jason Sith put in some numbers. Right. He got some, some uh, math crunching going on, which is cool. So according to Jason Sith, Cloud has much higher numbers uh, for, for, for strength and speed. But we have an answer from Gentleman Top Hat for Noctis. And he says, uh, Noctis wins. Uh, he has beaten gods and has the ring of Lucy? Sure. I, I haven't played this game, so I don't know. Sorry if I mispronounce that. Uh, which gives access to several powerful spells like death, which <laughs> insta-kills targets by atomizing them. Uh, he also has an invincibility mode that lets him fly and use every royal arm weapon given by the gods. Uh all right. No puns this time. No pun. No puns. But right. we got numbers. We got and very specific callouts for weapons and stuff, which is interesting. I love that he can go invincible and just cast death. <laughs> like technically, while you're invincible, you can't. But that's more of like a gameplay mechanic. I feel like yeah. While you're invincible, like you're doing your big, you know, show off move. So where all the the king's weapons show up and mm -hmm. like the uh, the but. So, I don't know. And I like, think, you, does fair, death just atomize any enemy instantly? I don't believe it works on any bosses. Is now, that a you, gameplay mechanic right, thing? That feels Almost like it would a be gameplay a gameplay mechanic because it wouldn't have fun if you could just one-shot a boss. Yeah. yeah. Um, or is there, it also could there be a some bit. kind of like, reason for it to mobs, not affect the boss? You have to like hold it for a while and then it works. Mm. So... Um, although that might that cooldown thing that might go away by in game. I don't remember like what you know level hundred is like, but um, yeah, I don't know. The death thing is certainly something, but I feel like it doesn't <laughs> work on bosses like because uh, they don't, I don't think they ever give a reason. <laughs> I think it's just gameplay is like, of course it doesn't. That would be dumb. Like right, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty good argument if you can just cast death and atomize him. Does he have to touch him for death? No. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. I think I'd have to look into this it's spell like, a bit It's more. almost like a Green Lantern ringy thing. Okay. He has a ring, and it's like... <laughs> except, except you die yeah. immediately. Well, they this is... fade away oh. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you just, oh, you get like back to the future a little bit? Is that more, more like Thanos-y. Oh. oh, just like... Snap him away. Got it. Trash. 
Well, yeah, it's more kind of like <laughs> while you're going, they start to kind of like go purpley, I think. And then when it's done, they go like... But there's like a time to it. It's not an instantaneous thing. No, it's not instantaneous. You have okay. to hold square, I believe it is, on them for a while. <laughs> there's a point in the game where you get the ring and lose all your weapons, and that's the only way you can kill people, and you have to like kind of like be like, wah, 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 while you run around them and stuff. Hmm. So it does stay you. connected to them. I believe so, yeah. So is it reasonable to say... It's been... Keep on, I played this game when it came out. That's like... Four years ago, memory's foggy. Sure. <laughs> but uh, is it possible that, like, the reason it doesn't work on bosses is because they're fast enough? They could be fast enough or strong enough to get involved in the fight before death spell, whatever it's called, death, can affect them. Probably. Like, in terms of canon. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I was going to say, this, uh, this is like a classic case of death battle where... Uh, one character has higher stats, but the other character has like very specific abilities that could like one shot or defeat the opponent if yeah. they have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Green Lantern versus Ben Ten actually kind of has a little bit of this going on. Um, we'll talk about it more next week, but well, uh, it, it's very much a case where one character has a lot of abilities that could counter specific things about this character, but I the other character has higher numbers and is more powerful. So it really comes down to can that character deal with the counters? Right. I feel like there's, yeah, it, they, and there's like some, there's a weird gray area of like how all this works with Death Battle and like what people take from a character in like the whole like Sephiroth thing is, I would need to look into it more, but there's like this, I feel like the Sonic trailer is a good thing, like he can like pretty much stop time, but also get shot by a trank dart. So either <laughs> Sonic is slower than a trank dart, or that police officer's trank dart is faster than light. Like you have to like look at these things and like and it's like no, there is also bits of just plot where these things are kind of excused right. because that's the fucking story and this is how things work. It's not yeah. So I don't know. Like I feel like that, and also I feel like there's things where it's like you're talking about Sephiroth in I assume Final Fantasy VII and like graphical limitations change these things a lot because like that's how they did it because that was how they could make this thing happen. They couldn't show a lot of detail as far as distance traveled, so they would use so, bigger things. Well, when you're lasering with death, can the other thing still attack you? Yeah. Ooh. Do like an interrupt. So now it's like, well, yeah, could Cloud just yeah. kill him before he could? But then he, I can't that's remember that's if I, I can't remember it. if this ring gets like I think it does get upgrades later, and I don't know if it just like Instant. when you look at a normal mob, you can just make zap, and then it goes on cooldown for a little bit. I can't remember if it gets I don't upgraded quite like remember what the seven point five trillion times the speed of light feat comes from for cloud. I think it really causes fast. a magic thing that goes through space. I think is maybe attack. I don't like, remember. Yeah, like I know a, I know the supernova thing. We determined that Sephiroth doesn't actually create it. He uh, creates a another portal dimension. or whatever to yeah. another dimension, which has a supernova happening. Um, but if we take these numbers at face value, I have to put my vote on Cloud. Oh, for fucking uh, sure. Yeah. Just because yeah. if yeah. death really takes time to cast, then Cloud can just speed blitz him and yeah. it's over. That said, I'm holding out hope that uh, he can just go invincible and then cast death. So I'm, I'm voting. That's also, also Noctis. Nothing, if you just look at the two, like nothing Noctis does, like it's, 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 he does baller. He's very, you know, all over the place. But then if you look at stuff like Advent Children where Cloud right. gets thrown like a billion miles in the air to fight a dragon, like <laughs> I feel like there's, you know, there's there's differences where you're like, okay, cool. This guy's fucking yeah. insane. Hey, so, I'm, I'm gambling on the, I'm going with wild card. I'm just, <laughs> so I'm hoping he can Noctis? go invincible and use death. Yes, I'm voting Noctis. All right, I'm voting Cloud. I'm cloud. cloud. I gotta go Noctis. There we go. Oh shit. 50-50 divide. Yeah. Two and two. All right. Well, as always, it really comes down to you guys. So let's check out what the poll has to say. Cloud well, wins. fine. <laughs> yeah, that wins. was a yeah. I mean, that was kind of a given. Cloud's yeah. like the fuck. Even though I don't understand why Cloud is like the fucking hero child from all Final Fantasies, like <laughs> he acts. Like like a child and so bad in some of the situations in Final Fantasy Seven. Like he literally goes like catatonic and leaves the team. Like and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having like a moment of mental hardship, but as far as like when you're looking at a protagonist that's a badass, I'm like, that's the guy who has like he thought he was somebody else. He actually didn't do all the things that he thought he did. Like mm -hmm. there's all these problems with him where I'm like, he's like a really good flawed protagonist. <laughs> He's not the ultra badass that people think he is in so many situations, but 
He's Whatever. not really your typical ultimate hero kind of thing. Yeah, no, he's not. Like, you know, what you want, like Captain America, that kind of <laughs> character to show up? Like, I, I no, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like Final Fantasy has other protagonists that are more interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what is ultra so badass, Sam? Oh, I know it's ultra badass. <laughs> It's Quip Toothbrushes. Is that where you're going? Were yeah, you was, giving man. me that free yep. segue? I appreciate it. Well, <laughs> it being spring, it's time for spring cleaning. And the thing you need to clean the most is your mouth. Let me tell you about that. You know, it's got you, these, these weird white rocks in them. It's a good place to clean. And to do that, you need a Quip Toothbrush. These bad boys are some of the best toothbrushes on the market, if not the best. And I've been using one for, I don't know, man, Quip has been sponsoring this for a while, like nearly a year. Mm-hmm. And it has completely changed my toothbrushing game. A... It's the best looking toothbrush you'll ever find. But B, it's super effective. Like, this guy's got a two-minute timer on it, which I did not know I was not brushing my teeth long enough. Now I am. Thank you, Quip. I appreciate that very much. And it, it also, not only that, like, that kind of attitude helps you form these, like, healthy habits. Like, and it being an enjoyable product to use, I'm like, I have to brush my teeth now. And, like, you know, <laughs> it's a good thing to go do. So, yeah, it's good for a lot of reasons. And those kind of things also help kids enjoy it. So think about that. Um... So let's see, the kid's, uh, the kid's new brush is the same as your original version, just tweaked for size down mouth. So this is, now they have kid's brush. Sorry, I should have just mentioned that. So it, and it's, it's like the same brush, but tiny, because they have smaller mouths. <laughs> just if you didn't know, children have smaller mouths. Kids are inspired to brush better and more often with oral care that looks and feels like the products that adults use in their life. So they're proud to use Quip. Help them develop grown-up routines with childish gimmicks. Chad, are you going to try this? Yeah, you have children. Okay, yeah. good. We'll, we'll get on board with these kid brushes here in a second. I, I also think he'll be super stoked to see whatever sorcery it is they use to stick that thing to the mirror. I don't understand. It sticks to your mirror like it's out of Star Trek, and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> anyway, so they have kid-friendly features like small brush head, watermelon anti-cavity toothpaste. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> and rubber grip handles in colors little ones will love. They have uh, the sensitive sonic vibrations, which are in all the toothbrushes, all the quips, the adult one as well, which is excellent for cleaning your teeth. And uh, you don't have to just take our word for it. You can take the word of thousands and thousands of dental professionals, professionals, over 25,000 dental professionals, actually. So yeah, go get Quip. And you can do that by going to getquip.com slash cast, and you'll get $25, or it's $25 just to start, and you'll get your first refill pack for free. That's getquip.com slash cast. Super convenient. Don't have to worry about chargers, and they send you replacement heads, and that take care take care of everything for you. It's super it's convenient. Super, yeah. super good. It's and it's a legitimately really good toothbrush. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I think a bunch of us are subscribed to it. So okay. definitely check it out. It's uh. I mean that deal's too good to not take advantage of. I'd say. Yep. These, uh, talking about the, the sponsor of this episode are some of these sponsors that we believe in the oh, the most. So go please go try them. Yes. Uh, they've absolutely. helped us out a lot, and you won't regret it. Uh. Real real quick before <laughs> we move on to the next segment, we did pass over actually announcing the next community death battle um i I know there was something decided yesterday when i was out uh i'm sorry gerardo i'm going to uh trump that yeah because it's Uh, casper versus danny phantom well uh, it could either be danny phantom versus casper unfortunately it's Casper. like what are we gonna do with casper dude he's (laughs) he's got a couple movies and he's got a lot of old cartoons fight though okay so here's my proposal we could do we we could do danny phantom versus casper or the highest requested matchup for Danny Phantom that isn't which tech. is Jake Long. Mm. Who's Jake Long? I don't know the <laughs> ones. Yeah, he's this I'm dragon lost. guy. Dragon man transforms into a dragon. He's from why am I blanking on the name? I literally just had the name of the show in my in my in my head. Dragon? Uh, American Dragon. That's right. American Dragon. American Dragon. Been after our time, I think. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's around the same time period as Ben Ten. Yeah, okay. got kind of it. Thing. Yeah, I mean, right. Is sure. that the right name, Gerardo? Something like that. Um, <laughs> cool. Jake Long, the American Dragon. I don't know. I never watched the show, but that's like really highly requested. So let's do that. Yeah. Danny Phantom versus Jake Long. One transforms into a ghost. The other transforms into a fucking dragon. I think dragon <laughs> beats ghost, but that's just me. But does... Well, with dragon? well, Danny Phantom might have a dragon ghost. Dragon ghost definitely, clearly, <laughs> is fucking Trump. We'll see. All yeah. right. But like... So, 
Would dragon fire hurt a ghost? Yeah, how do you I kill a ghost? I think that might actually be a thing. Well, it depends. Again, I've never seen the show, but I have looked into this matchup before, and it definitely seemed like more interesting than uh, Ben 10 versus Danny Phantom. I mean, we so, have to see if how his dragon fires ever beat I don't know. Ghost. We'll see. Oh, well, it depends on... This is going to be a great segue for you, because it depends on the dragon fire that's used, because exactly. there are some... Like, sometimes <laughs> they give dragon fire, like, ultimate mystical properties, like... Oh, I don't know. The only thing that could kill, you know, like the White Walkers is dragon glass or fucking dragon fire, which they didn't do in the show because the Night King was like, nah. And I'm like, that's fucked All right. up. Well, uh, before, let's talk about Game of Thrones. Hang on, hang on, real quick. I gotta, I gotta tell them how to do this. Okay. All right. Ha <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, okay. use hashtag Death Metal Cast on Twitter to let us know who you think should win between uh, Danny Phantom and Jake Long. I'm very curious about this matchup because I've seen this requested a lot and I don't really know a whole lot about Jake Long. Uh, I, I have watched a little bit of Danny Phantom, so out, out of the three big Cartoon Network characters that are uh, Ben 10 and them, uh, that's the one I know the most about. But um, I'm very curious to see what you guys think of this matchup and who you think should win and why. Uh, so let us know using hashtag DeathBattleCast. There will be a poll on the Death Battle Twitter. It's at DeathBattle on Thursday when this episode of Death Battle Cast goes live on YouTube. All right. I'm sorry. I keep jumping now, the gun on my segues. I'm now <laughs> we can change that middle bar to the middle or the, the lower bar to the middle of it. Because we're now at the middle Game of the of show, Groans. at the end of the show, for what somebody decided to title as Game of Groans. That was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I assume we are going into spoilers. Yeah. yeah talk about course, Thrones. Yeah. If you haven't watched Thrones and you don't care, I wouldn't blame you, you for just, leaving yeah, right now. You can leave. It's okay. Uh, whatever. Uh, if you want to, if you want, if if you don't want to hear people complain about it, I would like this to be uh, a constructive. I don't have hard complaints, and I have things that I think were done well, and then there's other things that I think weren't done well, and it's like there are fine decisions made, and then there are weird ones. Like, so I well, I don't then, want this to just become a big rage fest. I want I, no, this I to be it. like an interesting conversation. <laughs> sure. I'm mad, no uh, but it's very easy to like <laughs> fall into a rage fest. I know because a lot of things kind of fell apart. Yeah. So first, Chad. All, okay, just to just to establish where we're all at, Chad, you've read the books. Yes. You're probably the biggest long term fan of Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire. Thank you, Sam. For you've that. also In, okay. Here, so the books leave off when Jon Snow gets stabbed, right? That's the last. The last, book? The last thing yeah. that we saw from Jon is that he gets stabbed. Yeah. Okay, I want the book, the next book to come out, and John not to be resurrected, and them to just make a why. Like, just be like, okay, timelines work to there, and then boom, different. different fucking story. I think that's what they Martin should Martin had said, I don't remember what season this was, but he at one point said, they've already made decisions about a character that will be 100% different in the way the book is. And but they've I feel like it's like a million. They've, I feel like like, they've yeah, done that with like, so many. Dark is that too? Well, like, Catelyn, real, so. real quick, uh, Andrew, have you read the books? I haven't. Show? No. Okay, that's I'm the same spot. Like I yeah. haven't read the books. Just watched the show. It's like, I love the show. Yeah. Um, and even even the last couple seasons, I know there's a lot of problems with it, but I thought it was enjoyable. I thought Tyrion's plan to go get a zombie from across the wall and bring it all the way back to King's Landing so was fucking stupid. Dumb. But <laughs> so dumb. Um, or, uh, for the most part, I've been totally on board with everything they doing. Pretty much, because like, the only Listen. person they got was Jamie. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but here's the whole flawed thing about, like, they were, they, the dragon should have never died. They should have never gone beyond the wall, because you know fucking what? All they need is a dead person. And he comes back to life. Well, the the it Night King has to actively bring them back. Bullshit! It happened in the uh, at the wall when that was something. There was this whole. Oh, that's right. Because they brought in the dead rangers and they didn't burn them, and then they came back to fucking. It happens after and, a period of yes, time. That's yes, why they burn their dead. Right. Yeah. It. There was no purpose. So they just needed to bring someone that needed to be executed past the wall, execute them, and just wait and be or like, do it hey, at we the got wall. our guy. Do it at the wall, because you were going to assume it's only happening in the north. There's like a proximity thing, yeah, right? They, they even okay. burn them at the wall right. or beyond yeah. the wall. So, it, so there's a range, or is there not a range? Uh, it sounds like there's probably a range. There's um, got to be, because they don't burn everybody in the entirety of Westeros. It's just people right, at yeah. the wall. Right, so it's happening up there. But the thing is, we've already shown that Winterfell is in range of this resurrection thing that happens. <laughs> so the whole thing of, like, we got to venture beyond the wall and go find one, and then we lost fucking uh, one of Danny's dragons because of it. It was all pointless dumb bullshit that's totally that's totally true yes that also like so the idea the reason why people don't aren't thinking about the white walkers throughout the majority of the show is because the wall is so isolated from everything else right. like 
they may believe in it, but they're all the way out there. Nobody really communicates right. with them. The whole point is that they're isolated. Right. Uh, so that's why Cersei doesn't give a shit. It's right. not because nobody knows they exist outside of the people who have ventured outside the wall, mm. which is what it felt like in the last couple seasons. Yeah. Like, even some of the Night's Watch probably were like, ah, White Walkers don't exist. We're just here because whatever. Right. But they're literally having zombies right. rise up all the time, so they have to burn their dead. Right. And that started happening more recently. It used to, I mean, they would always burn their dead. But, like, right. you know, obviously the whole winter is coming thing, and this is ramping up, and, you know, all that. That's what started to cause this, and it starts up there. And that's why, like, it made sense to bring a zombie down to convince everybody and be like, hey, we're not crazy. But they did it the dumbest way possible. Anyway. All right. Um, well, so that was season seven. And then season it, eight. So the domino effect from that dumb decision, though, it just, it's staggering. I like, do, I do think it set them up for a situation that they just, the show wasn't prepared for. They yeah. wrote themselves into kind of a corner where it was like, and now everybody's going to kill the Night King. The The whole conflict has kind of ended between mm -hmm. all the kingdoms because everybody suddenly understands that they have to fight the White Walkers, even though the previous seven seasons, like the big theme was nobody ever comes together. Yeah. But now yeah. we're just all going to come together in three episodes and kill them. The end. Yep. Problem solved. Um, oh, dude. So uh, I don't. I'm I'm gonna real quick just to establish where we're at. I'm I'm gonna like line out some of the concerns that I had because again, I really enjoyed the show up to a certain point, and then yes, this season's kind of fallen out. So I want to mention a couple things to see if you agree. Sure. Um. So I think having the fight with the White Walkers in the middle of the season and then having it have no impact whatsoever completely deflates the entire show. Absolutely. Because the whole point of the series I, I from the beginning is that. All this bullshit with the Iron Throne doesn't fucking matter. Because what really matters right. is this outside threat. And the right. whole thesis of the series is supposed to be that if humanity doesn't come together, they will be destroyed. Right. Right. And then also, they kind of come together, but not really. Like a couple people don't join them and they just kill the Night King. Like one like person Dorn kills everybody. Just, yeah. Dorn just fucks off yeah. entirely. Dorn isn't yeah. involved. Hey, they uh, showed up at the very end. To be sitting around. <laughs> yeah, the prince fucking did. Well, yeah, yeah. the prince did, but right. where's know, Dario? Remember him yeah, yeah, and yeah, Marine? Yeah. Like, what happened to him? Oh, uh, Dario. Mm, he, uh, Danny left him in Marine. It was like, you, you take care of the slave stuff over here. I'm gonna go go to Westeros, and I'll be back. Mm. Completely dropped. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember from what if the season is something different from the books and that kid, whatever. But, I mean, um, that was probably after the books. But um, like he's well, where the books end is Danny um, flying off on Drogon. Oh right. Uh, so so, so yes, yeah, so it was after the books. Right. Uh, so in the, the books, she's not at Westeros yet. Yeah, it's like she's about to marry this dude, or she just married this dude. I can't remember. And then they're at the, they're like the they reopen Rain. they reopen the fighting pits, and then Drogon just comes like wrecking yeah. in, like melts a dude who's trying to kill her. Or something like that, and then she jumps on his back, and they fly off to this like cave. Like the last yeah. thing you see is that she's woken and up. That's in, this in the cave series, and then she meets at. the Dothraki again in the, yeah. in the series. Which I don't know where the Dothraki went at the end of this episode, but uh, season, but <laughs> well, did you um, like how they sent them all to die, and then they were just back? <laughs> yeah, it's like here they are again, like, yeah. they, in, in the same amount enough, like the same number. Of that's the thing <laughs> that fucking kills me. It's like the the whole thing. Like I didn't mind the battle battle of Winterfell, where it's like, but then. It seems like it, and they they make a big deal. They're like, we've lost so many people. Like, it, our army's fucked. And then the next yep. episode, they're like, it's actually not that bad. Like, <laughs> we still got like the biggest army in the world. So we'll just like march down there right fucking now. And they're like, yeah, cool, bro. That sounds good. Like, I don't understand why it would have been more interesting to be like, okay, they're like that army's fucking devastated yep. now. Yeah. And they would I was like, that should have just been like, Cersei should have attacked them at right. that point. And that mm. would have been like, oh cool, their army is fucked because they tried to save the world. And now the terrible person's trying to like take advantage of that. Dude, but they were just like, nah, we good. Like, it is yeah, kind of weird that Cersei just like waited for them. Like her whole plan was that she would take advantage of it and wipe them out when the, everything was done. Yeah, I mean, she just like, kind of sits there and waits. She, I mean, she couldn't get there. It's not like she had a fleet. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, I, she sends the fleet, uh, and then the fleet just comes back? I don't know, dude. They shoot down a dragon. They like, we're done. We don't need like, to deal with the other dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Drogon's plot armor is strong. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, like oh, Ray- Ragal just got fucked. Poor like, Ragal, yeah. like that's yeah. that shot the where he dies. Seal Team Six guy on the first shot ever, <laughs> fucking decimated. <laughs> and then like they have like a hundred stormtroopers. The next episode are just like, oh god, oh. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. It's like where was that fucking guy? He so, nailed a dragon first shot like then, way away. And then yeah. Euron's casual hop off the boat on the fucking green screen that is so oh god. Yeah. Well, okay, so. Let's let's use that to transition to what a lot of people are considering a positive, which is the cinematography and, and the way it looks. Like, do you guys think that the series as a whole, or at least this season, looked really cool? Like, had some really cool effects in cinematography and whatnot? Oh, I for sure. I, I there think, were some dope moments. I think costume design was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, Although, I really hate how they made all the Starks, like, costumes look evil look as shit. Evil. I know, they yeah. do. Uh, that was the thing. I had the same thing. Dark, like, and they do dark, that with Danny too, because, sure. like, for so long, Danny- she's, like, wearing all white, and then she's like, I'm a bad I- bitch now, and puts on some, like, <laughs> right. dark yeah. clothes, and I, like, okay, I guess. Like, I legit, with that, in that episode, they gave her that costume change after yeah. what she did, you know, and it, it just makes her look so fucking evil. Like, again, <laughs> yeah. the costume design is super cool. I thought there were a, l- yeah. a lot of really bad, like, green screen moments. I like yeah, for sure. I, I'm seeing yeah. a lot Any of, of the dragon shots were like uh, yeah. some <laughs> of them were pretty cool. I, I I've seen a lot of people complimenting the cinematography mm. and, and the presentation, and I do have to say, I think to a certain extent it does look really cool when there is CG involved. Some of the CG is kind of bad looking, but like the dragon looks fucking dope, right. and like all those all these like really epic shots that people are putting on Twitter. It's like this is really cool looking. This is really cool looking. They're all CG related shots, mm, yeah. like the dragon behind Danny, the the oh, fire the shot coming out. I rolled my eyes. Yeah, so it was, hard. Okay, it was like, really really fucking cheesy, but it was good. I, I'm like, just surprised we didn't see that earlier. Like this is yeah. the first yeah. time this has happened. Um, but uh, like the the fire behind the hound and and the the Clegane bull fight. Um, like oh, there's a lot of really cool CG shots, but then when there's not CG involved, it's very boring to watch. Yeah. I kind of noticed there's like this very distinct difference. It's like it's like the Star Wars prequels think- in a way, where like whenever they're just talking, there's just flat shots back and forth showing them talking, and then when something some dragon shows up, holy shit! Suddenly we got really cool shots. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it feels to me. Like they kind of rushed through all the boring, quote unquote, boring stuff to get to the really epic spectacle mm. to be- turn this series or the season not into like a storytelling mas- like a, a, a masterpiece, but a spectacle masterpiece. Yeah. And that was the attempt. Um, at least that's what it feels to me. And I'm not really on board with that, yeah. to be honest. Um, fucking Blackwater ruined everything. I think. I think every. I think like producers and stuff looked at Blackwater and was like, that episode was fucking awesome. Yeah. Everybody thought that was dope because Which it was a big explosion. That? It's it's the first big big the fight of, of the series. Oh, um, with the boats and the Baratheons trying yeah, to come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and that series blew. That episode blew everybody away in terms of this large scale battle and the effects and stuff. And it was awesome. And ever since then, I feel like they've been trying to top it. Well, and I feel like this entire season is trying to top Blackwater. And that large-scale battle was, was really also... They did a good job with that one because they, they also spent, like, five episodes planning mm-hmm. what they were going to do. And then you see an execution on it. It's like, that's great. And it worked. And then, like, you have, like, the Battle of Winterfell where they're like, we're going to plan for 15 minutes and then Danny's going to fuck off and ruin the plan. And then, like, <laughs> that's going to be, like, I don't know. Not that that really mattered, anyways, but still, I don't. I just feel like, yeah, like that that fight was great because we saw the planning and the build up and the behind the scenes and like people getting ready for war. Tyrion like, learning about the wildfire, things like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. setting it up mm-hmm. with Bronn. Like that was so good. Yeah, yeah. So, I which I, like- I which I do want to emphasize is that we do. I think all four of us really enjoyed this series as a whole. Oh, for yeah. sure. Like, there's, for sure. it's just kind of, well, you uh, you had expectations you're, going you're in that were different. I so, <laughs> I so tried not to. That just some of this Anyway, I feel like what we should do right now is give, like, our overall, like, high level, and then we can dive deeper in <laughs> sudden death. Yeah, well. Just because I can, I can go for a bit. For sure. Um, so, like, first of all, I got to give you, like, you called it, Ben. I didn't want it to be it, but Ben and I had this discussion uh, last oh, yeah. week. Yeah, I totally called the ending. But Ben absolutely called. Well, end up part of the ending. Well, you, right, I called you just, the king. Right, you, I was expecting there to be a White Walker at the end as well. Right. Um, yeah, I think everybody happen, was but, expecting there to be like a new White yeah. Walker. No, instead, they're going to do the spinoff series where Arya goes and 
What's west of Westeros? That, <laughs> that's, that's where the map <laughs> stopped. That, that, that is tweet. literally my biggest complaint about the whole I was thing. So is, that was super why weird. the fuck her character has never been like, I would love to be an adventurer. If for like the last seven seasons she was like, I would have been an adventurer, but this is the way my life would be. And, I'd be like, oh yeah, great choice. That's what her character's always wanted. But it's like she's never fucking mentioned this and, before. And Sansa really needs her. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Why is she that not such the fucking Queen's move. Guard of the North? Like, yeah, right. That sh- that's like, oh yeah, cool. She really gives a shit about her family. This is her skill set. Like, that and makes they all so much up. sense for the character. Yeah. But she's like, no, I'm gonna fuck off and do this <laughs> thing I've never mentioned having any interest Spin in before. Series. And also the dumbest line ever. Like, what's west of Westeros? <laughs> there was <laughs> wonderful the tweet. Stop. I, I, no one is ever fucking. Sorry. I, I don't sorry. know. I don't know who who it was, but they they posted what's we- what's west of Westeros. Yeah. The Restoros. Yeah, oh, I saw that. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody should have said that in the show. Dude, uh, I, okay, uh, so high level. Uh, high level. Uh, Actually, I mean, let's undone you. Because right. you've got the most volatile, probably, <laughs> uh, response. So, Sam, high level, season eight. Season, I mean, okay, it could have been, but there's dope shit, and you see it. I really didn't like the Battle of, Battle of Winterfell in the sense that, like, I feel like they tried to shoot it as kind of like a little bit of like a horror movie time where like you're supposed to be super, super, super scared of the whites and everything. And that makes complete and utter sense if we haven't already seen them for the last like four seasons. It's like when you know what the movie monster is, you don't need to hide it after that point. And it's like they just like we've seen the movie monster and now they're hiding it for this one episode to make it seem extra scary. And I'm like, I get what they're going for. I just don't think it was the best way to do it. I would have like... I, th- I think that's why that episode's so dark is because they want this like horror aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like I just don't think we needed it. We, mm. we we already know what they're fighting. It doesn't need to be like, oh my god, it's this like a massive black mob of like just destruction. In it's like, no, we know what's in there. Like, could we get turn the lights on, anyways? But it was pretty okay. I don't. <laughs> like, a lot of character yeah. decisions don't make sense, and that's my thing. Is like I feel like. When they were writing on the books, it was like they could just execute. And now they have these moments where they're trying to think of like, well, what would this character do? Or maybe they're not thinking what would this character would do. They're just being like, what makes a good plot? And that is differentiating very hard from what I assume George R. R. Martin does, which is think about every single thing the character would do and Mm -hmm. write that. Don't think about the overall plot, like act out each character. Maybe it's the other way around, but either way, I feel like there's a disconnect in that thought process of how characters act. Yes. That makes everyone feel different in these last two seasons, especially this last one that's just weird. And it's like, I don't... There was the, a, the character really decisions forced. don't yeah. make what, a lot of sense. What you're talking yeah. about, there was a little, a little meme going around for a while about that, and it's called uh, Plotters versus uh, Pantsers. Um, and the idea is that most writers write based on the plot, Whereas some writers write off the seat of their pants, uh, whereas they let the characters dictate the story as opposed to the story dictate the characters. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and R. R. Martin is very much a pantser, where mm. he, he writes to let the characters. He basically lets the characters come writes. alive, and when he writes, lets oh. the characters come alive and dictate the story. That's interesting. Whereas uh, Benioff and Weiss are very much. It seems plotters where right. they are trying to set up payoff. Yeah, that's exactly what makes. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. That's interesting. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, so I I have a similar uh, reaction as well. I'm okay with generally generally everything that happened, sp- like the specific moments and like character evolutions. Arya's a little weird. There are a couple of ones that are like what a little weird. I just feel like it was rushed. I think that's the general uh, idea that everybody has. Like, it's a little rushed. It's got some problems. Could have been a lot better if they had just done 10 episodes. Like, apparently, HBO wanted them to. I don't know. Um, But, uh, yeah. Also, the last episode was just boring. It was really so It was just boring. boring. And I'll bring it up in Sudden Death. I think there was one change, a single change they could have done to the entire episode to make it way more interesting mm-hmm. and have a, a way better impact. But I'll talk about it in Sudden Death. Your thoughts? My thoughts? Uh, I thought they should have lost at Winterfell. Like, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, That's that would have made wanted. it way more interesting for me. Yeah, I wanted Cersei to win the whole thing. Yeah. Like, that was my go-to. Ugh. Like, she's awful, but that, yeah. <laughs> like, I think, I think that would have been a good point. And then even then, if the end of it is just, like, them losing the keep to the whites and being like, oh, cool, everything's gone now. Yeah. I think that would have been a better ending. Yeah. Did it sound good? Uh, Yeah. The the creature sounds are amazing. Honestly, that's what stood out to me the most. Everything else was like, you know, uh, army battle stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. The thing that okay, so the thing that annoyed me the most uh, was the final like death of Danny. For me, it was just like. Like that, that's like yep. you're building to this climax of like, oh man, she's gonna be a crazy tyrant, and then it's just like, that's yeah, the I know. They, they, they don't even really explore the tyrant too much. They, she has one impassioned speech where right. she starts to get a little Nazi or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she's just eh. yeah, exactly. Yep. That's it. That's that's the that's the climaxes. Yeah, I, I dude, I was seriously sitting there, just like like he goes up to hug her. I go and stab, and and then it happens, <laughs> and then it happens, and yeah. then Drogon comes up. I'm like, and you're gonna think he's gonna burn him, but instead he's gonna burn the throne, and that's exactly what happened. Like, <laughs> well, I literally I, was I, like yeah. narrating what's about to happen moments before. I knew the throne like, was gonna get burned eventually, but like I also thought he would have done it to John, and then everybody would have been like, oh, John didn't get burned by Dragonfire because he's a Targaryen. So here's the thing, Targaryens. <laughs> can't survive dragon fire that was a very weird little magic thing that happened specifically to danny okay like, like it's not like they can't get burned they yeah. totally can this was just a like oh I yeah because the could. one dude got the right. go, the gold like molten gold poured on so here's yeah, the thing. there's the, like there's this little fire. there's yeah. this like witch lady called mary masduri i think is her name and she essentially like Drogon. So Cal Drogo gets like fucked up and yeah. he's gonna die i remember and, that bit. yeah so yeah. yeah she makes this pact and it's part of that it's like uh, you're gonna fuck you, like you're gonna suffer. Like, yeah, I, I, it, it I wasn't can bring super well life. explained in the right. series. It didn't really need to be explained. And so when um, she finally realized, like, yeah, he's like a sad shell of a person, and she's gonna have to kill him. She's gonna put him in the fire, and she wants she wants to be with him. So she's just gonna take her dragon eggs and just go lay in there and die. And part of, I guess, like Mary Mazdur's curse or whatever was that instead of that, she lives and or the dragon's magic fucking helps her. I don't know. It's not explained very well, but it was a very much a like. Danny specific scenario. Either way, it would have made way more sense if Drogon tried to burn John and the throne burns consequently. Like it's just there and it gets burned as John is burning. Yeah. It would have made way more sense logically as opposed to Drogon looking at him and then just going, eh. She's got a knife in her. I'm going to kill the thing made of knives. Uh, I, think it, oh, I think it was more of a like. I hate knives. Drogon looks at him, but he, he knows John now, and John approves of him. So it's also tied yeah, to this, like, sure. he's a Targaryen thing. Mm. So, like, it's like the dragon approves of him a little bit, but the dragon's dealing with grief, and it's just going to burn something, and it just happened to be the throne that was right there. Um, I don't know. Overall, Somehow, it's the only thing that survived. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the show has been a roller coaster for me, like, overall, because, like, as a humongous fan of the books, like, I, and I, I know going into, like, when it's adapted to a different type of media, like, I try and make myself be like, don't, don't just keep being like, <laughs> don't be that book elitist asshole. Um, but they just, like, there are times when I'm like, I really enjoy the show and I'm super excited that it's introduced a lot of people to this franchise. There are other times where they just make such drastically contradictory decisions to, like, character development that, as the way they are in the books that it just turns me off um so like i don't know it's been a back and forth ride i'm glad i watched it but i'm i i gave up because george rr R. martin takes so long to write dude i waited nine years for dance of dragons or whatever and like it wins the winner is gonna take i don't know like, like so i just gave up after that watched right? the show oh yeah i think there's another and uh and i was I, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes both of them at the same time like yeah that'd be great i don't know we'll see what happens I, I'm glad the show at least exists because I think it might be the only way I got some sort of resolution. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's but it's very we might soft hear ending. like some announcement that's like, oh, Winds of Winter is coming out right now. That's what I'm yeah, hoping for. I wouldn't for. be surprised if they had a deal where it was like, hey, we wanna, we're wanna we going to pay you to not release the books because we want to finish the show first. That way there's not this like... And it's probably worked out best for him if he like, oh, there's no more show. So but there's the books. books. It, yeah. it, it does yeah. that speculation, but it does actually kind of make sense yeah, if they're going sure. in different directions to have I mean, them not release books while yeah. it's going on because yeah. that's and technically competition. It's kind right. of like a non-compete clause with his own yep. franchise and yep. property because they do skew from each other. So it's yep. like it kind of makes and sense. And also, so it's we'll a great test because if they do something with the show that he might have been thinking about doing and everyone fucking hated it, he'd probably well, be like, yeah, because <laughs> now <laughs> it's like, like for, for once, it's like the show gets to influence the books rather than the This is the secret plan all along. It's just quite that he can have the best possible ending. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll rant a bit in sudden death about some of the big contradictory things. I that fucking hate how Bran at the end's like, he's like, anyone seen the dragon? And then they're like, <clears throat> some ways away. He's like, maybe I can find him. I'm like, what the fuck? You keep alluding to your stupid work shit. Warged and it's into like, a dragon. You fucking, like, never. we were yeah, all never. waiting for that. That was like the hard nut moment of the whole goddamn show. Or and ghost. 
Never, yeah. Or Nemeria with her wolf well, army. They never fucking That's what I was do hoping it. for. Like, it's ridiculous. Super underutilized. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, he does it like once to do a look around. <laughs> like, fucking birds. For some yeah. reason, he can't. He's just really attached to those birds. Like, he can also, he can with, also look through like, every weirwood tree, by the way. Okay. So, okay. In, in, is that established in the show? I don't know if they do it in the show. I don't think, I don't think so. so. Still, like, and I, I, I can't, I can't necessarily judge against something that wasn't introdu- introduced in the show. Like, I know the Valencar prophecy is not a thing in the show, so I can't really be like, like, didn't they didn't fulfill a prophecy? Blah blah blah, because it wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. But the the prince that was promised, I think, was in the show. So it's a little weird that that didn't actually mean anything. Listen, uh, in the books, there's another. Heir to a very important house. I'm trying to not spoil it for them. There's like, there's a horn that can control dragons. The characters are way better. Like, go read the Greyjoy book. has like an entire set He's of Valerian so steel armor, right? He's so fucking cool in the books. It was funny because Ben and I had this talk, and I, and I was going off about like how I hate what they did to Euron. And so then Ben went and looked it up and was like, "He's so fucking cool." <laughs> and I was like, He's yes. like a fucking badass magical <laughs> god wanting or, or he's he's a magical pirate badass who wants to be a fucking god <laughs> awesome <laughs> uh, like the Euron in the show is like a frat boy <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's like straight out of one piece in the book yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's basically a one piece character yeah. it's really cool I just read the wikipedia article and I yeah. was like fuck yeah I want this character in the show but he wasn't yeah. anyway uh, we, we went a little over time but we will continue talking about this in sudden death uh, if you're a first member, uh, we'd love to have you uh, watch that and, and let us know what you think about the series and, yeah. and the finale. Um, again, overall, I still think it's worth watching this this show. Sure. Yeah, it was yeah. a it's phenomenal a series. Uh, it's a great series. series, and and it, it's just in, impressive seeing what it did. There were certain moments watching this finale, uh, well, not this episode specifically, but the last couple episodes where it kind of feels like this is a feature film. Like the, the quality of the production is just so impressive. Uh, and so thinking about this as a TV show and the fact that we've gotten to this point where we can have fucking dragon battles on TV <laughs> yep. is yeah. crazy. Like yep. 10 years ago, this would have never been a thing. Right. People, you'd, you'd say to somebody like that this is, would exist and everybody would laugh at you. Okay. But it, it's a thing. It happened. And uh, it probably hopefully will continue to happen and tv will t- continue to grow as you know it evolves into this internet thing when you have right. the numbers like they have like 17 million people watch yeah it's crazy. like insane like yeah you can spend millions of dollars an episode yeah. when you have that audience yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. All right. so hopefully there's a new game of thrones in the future they're that, doing spinoff but well yeah, you're, you're talking uh, about by the game next of thrones property. i mean yes. like in spirit his, not yeah. in terms his of an actual dark prequel instrument seems like that might be the next it one. looks like, like it will mm. for it we'll see what end. happens and maybe they can get sanderson though i know there's a lot of rights to sanderson stuff that are it's been muddled anyway hey you know what you can do you can go read the books and you can start it with that free audible credit Quick toothbrush, right. too. Brush them teeth. Brush your teeth while you're listening. No matter what, you need to brush your teeth. <laughs> because they go so well together. Because you, you can't. You, it's hard to read and brush your teeth, but you can listen. Oh, shit. Oh, totally works. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. See you next week. And again, uh, hashtag Death Metal Cast. Let us know who wins between Danny Phantom and Jake Long. All right. See you guys. Be awesome. Peace. Holy-